This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young, your host. We all think our furry babies are stars, right? But there are some dogs who are bona fide famous on social media, and they get invited to the big fashion events. They're gifted with the coolest clothes. They can't help it. They were born that way. Today, we'll be meeting a rising star of Instagram, an adorable Havanese named Holly Golightly, who, along with her momager, Nina Rappaport, just happens to be my Sophie and my good friends. It was very sad when Sophie and I moved away from New York. Nina would tell me that for a full year, Holly would stop on walks in front of our apartment building and wait for her friends. Aww. So I'm excited to share with you the fast-paced and fun life Holly leads as a fashion-forward furball in the Big Apple. First, we're going to take a break from our sponsor, but don't go away. Just grab that favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young. Holly Golightly started life with Mom Nina, pretty much like any other New York City puppy, meeting lots of dogs on walks, going shopping, eating out. But somewhere along the line, things changed. And she stepped into an even faster paced world of dog fashion, parties, social media fans, garnering 10,000 of them and growing on Instagram where Holly's account, quote, highlights her adventures through the lens of fashion, food, and fun. Let's meet the girl who composed at the drop of a hat like the supermodel she is. And boy, is she ever. Hey, Nina. Hi, Holly. Hi, hi. How are you guys? We're good. We're good. How you doing? Good. I'm really happy to have you on the show. You know, obviously, you and I are friends. And Holly, you know, I'm like Auntie Jody, and I've been following what you've been doing with Holly over the past few years, and I'm so proud of you guys, you know? I, I mean, I keep telling you, Holly lives a more exciting life than we ever did, Nina. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's true, you know, she's got quite the life here. I want to come back in my next life as Holly. Exactly. So she does a lot of events. On one of her event days, give us an idea of what her day's like. Do you have like a special routine for her or prep her or something? Well, you know, whenever she's going to be out and about a lot, I want to be sure, first of all, that she looks her best so she's clean and fluffy and well-rested, and also that she's well-fed because, you know, nobody likes a hangry supermodel. (laughs) No. They can get very bitchy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> so she has, I mean, she's been featured in a couple of outlets. They're really not that big, you know, places like Vogue, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post in style, you know, the little ones. <laughs> she's worked with a variety of brands uh, from hotels to human and pet products. How do you do that? If someone has a dog, you know, out there listening, they think has what it takes to be a star. How do you get involved on that level? So, you know, it's taken time. I mean, it's really, her career is really built over over time. You know, New York City has a very active dog community, you know, from, from when you were living here. And there are lots of activities going on. So through a combination of going to events where there are dogs, meeting people, and of course, going out and having her adventures in around and about New York and posting them on Instagram, it's, you know, it's, it's been, that's how she's gotten the exposure. There's really no single way to be successful in social media. Mm-hmm. In my experience, it's a combination. It's high quality photos, cute mm-hmm. captions, having a, a person, a dog having a personality that people can relate to, that people see something in their eyes. All these things combined get people's attention and that can lead to opportunities. And I, then I guess once you sort of capture the attention of, you know, an audience, even a small one, and they like your style, you know, like the cute captions, your style of writing captions, and then the kinds of photos you post, they keep coming back expecting more, right? And then they share them and et cetera. Exactly, exactly. I mean, so it's a combination of word of mouth. So people actually sharing your posts, either by in the comments, letting somebody else know that, you know, they should take a look at this, or even forwarding the post. There's within Instagram, you can see how many times your post had been forwarded, though you never know really where the post is going. But, you know, then there's this sort of internal competition with yourself of how do I continue to engage my audience? How do I kind of one up myself of what I did? the last time. You right. Know, the other thing that's re- right. The other thing that's really important, of course, is having a dog that's willing and able to participate in this. Yes. If not the dog's not going to cooperate, what do you do, right? Exactly. Well, I mean, you have to have a dog that is able to sit still, at least, you know, to take a photo. And of course, treats help a lot. <laughs> having a dog that's motivated by food, Always. which many dogs are, some right. aren't. But, you know, for Holly, posing comes naturally. I mean, you remember way back in the beginning when I would be taking pictures of her on the street or people would see her on the street. She was posing. She would just sit down and naturally pose even without a camera or an iPhone nearby. And so that's really what made me think about getting her started with this. Yeah, and she is unbelievable. I mean, you can sit her down with like a little cute, like plush toy purse and her sunglasses and her cute little outfit. And she knows she just stays put. And not only does she stay put, it's not just staying. It's like she has, she strikes a pose. She does. It's funny. It's just, (laughs) you know, people ask me and she just came this way. You remember her as a puppy. She just did this. Yes. She was born this way. (laughs) She was, she was now. Okay. She's a fashionable New York city girl. She needs to look good, especially because, you know, she's an Instagram star. So when you take her out, even like first thing in the morning or the night walk, it's not just popping on the leash and throwing on your sweats, is it? Well, I mean, once in a while we go for a walk around the block and 
her hair's dirty and I'm in sweats and, you know, we just hope we don't run into anybody that we know. But even that makes a cute caption or a story for Instagram. That's true. That's true. Okay. So let's say you take her out and you're not in sweats. Do you consider the brands that she's aligned with, you know, depending on where you're going? Do you have to think that through? Oh, absolutely. So to answer your question, yes, I'm very aware of what Holly is wearing, depending on where we're going. So if we're going to an event for a particular brand, and I have something for that brand, more than likely Holly is going to be wearing it. If it's a more generic event, and there's a particular brand I want to showcase, and I know Holly's going to be photographed, then she'll wear that brand. And of course, I'll mention the brand to the photographer. You know, for example, in, uh, in the fall, we went to a New York Fashion Week show for Pamela Rowland. And Roro Riri, which is a San Francisco-based dog brand, had given Holly this beautiful lilac and purple top. And it was perfect for September. And the colors really fit with Pamela Rowland's aesthetic. So, you know, that was what I chose for her to wear. The mm-hmm. other thing that I've become much more aware of is what I'm wearing. Because I don't want to match my dog, but I don't want to clash with my dog either. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. Of course, darling. So recently, you know, we mentioned Vogue. Holly did a street style photo shoot for Vogue Japan, which must have been really, really cool because we know that the Japanese have an incredible sense of style and Vogue Japan is edgy. How did that come about and what was it like to work with Vogue? So, you know, it was a combination of luck and relationships and just being in the right place at the right time. And, of course, Holly, you know, being able to sit. (laughs) We've met a number of photographers who photographs dogs at various dog events over the last few years. Um, And, of course, with the exception of the dogs, most of them do other kinds of photography besides photographing just dogs. I mean, you remember Jason Howard, who Mm -hmm. I introduced you to, right? Mm -hmm. So Jason does film shoots as well. Anyway, we ran into a photographer that we'd met a couple of times on the street. She photographs for Vogue Japan. She does New York City street style, and she asked us to join her shoot. She often uses dogs, and she asked if Holly would work with her. Right place, right time. Exactly, exactly. What was it like? Like behind it was the great. You know, the model was didn't have a dog but loved dogs. So that made it really, you know, pleasant for Holly. And working with a photographer that's actually used to working with dogs is critical because mm. they know how to get the dog's attention. It's not like a human where you say smile and say cheese. Mm. So of course if you say cheese to Holly, she looks for cheese. So sometimes <laughs> it works. <laughs> that is buzzword in the doggy world. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So those two components are really pivotal in terms of making it a fun shoot for everybody involved and working with professionals that know what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely helps every time, no matter what field you're in. So you go on these shoots or you go to these events and, you know, it helps you're in in New York City, number one, because New York City seems to be like the central location for the doggy events, you know, the dog communities that go to these fashion events, create these fashion events and our Instagram stars. So you're in like the main city in the U.S. where these things take place. And there obviously are other dog stars there too. What is it like behind the scenes? Is it community or is it more of a stage mom vibe? Well, I mean, 
Jody, to tell you the truth, it's a combination. Yes, there's definitely a community here. There's certainly a lot of camaraderie. But at the same time, like any other social environment, there are cliques. Some are friendlier than others. And it's competitive. It's, it's a dog-eat-dog <laughs> world out there. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might. But seriously, the dog influencer world is a real business. So... We've met amazing dogs. We've met amazing people. We've formed some great friendships, both human and dog. But like any other, there's drama because there's competition and there's money to be made. And the drama mostly comes from the dog parents and not the dogs. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I've seen it. I've seen it myself. And, you know, it's kind of funny if you don't have to deal with it every day, but I'm sure it can get tedious if you do. But regardless, it's all about the dogs. And, you know, it's like, what could be better than being with a bunch of dogs, looking cute and doing something fun in the fashion world or in, you know, the food world or, you know, something like that. So it's still a pretty good gig. Oh, it is. Absolutely. I mean, we really have a good time with it. And that, that's the whole thing. I mean, if you're in it to have a good time, then you can you can find great opportunities and really enjoy them. And that, that's really why we do it. Yeah, yeah. So most of you listening have heard of BarkBox, but if you haven't, it's an online platform for dog influencers. They have their own products. They do their own events and more, and sort of their core business is this uh, these cool monthly shipments of goodies for dogs when you subscribe to their service. But they're definitely a community of dog lovers and dog stars, and they, I think, were instrumental, and Nina, you could, you know, sort of corroborate this, in helping to pull, in the early days of the dog influencers and dog stars, kind of helping to pull that community together in New York. Holly is a BarkBox influencer. Tell us what that means and how she participates with the brand. Sure. So you're absolutely right. You know, when BarkBox was first getting started, their location down in Chinatown was a meeting place for people. They had lots of events and lots of of different dogs. In fact, that's where we met a lot of the people that we know today. So Holly first got involved in the very early days. And BarkBox at that time was not manufacturing their own toys. They were carrying primarily other brands. They've now come to make their own line of toys. They are featured at Target as well as Urban Outfitters. They've really grown in a very short period of time. I'd say it's only been about probably six years or so since they got started and, and you know, became more of a known entity. Yeah. Um, it's been a very quick growth cycle for them, which is amazing. We were early in their social media presence and early supporters, and because their headquarters is here in New York, though they do have a couple of other locations outside of the New York tri-state area, they started sending us their products before they would launch, asked us to kind of test them, photograph them, and post pictures of Holly to coincide with their public announcements of these new products coming out. And what we do, because Holly's a small dog and and not all the toys are the perfect size for her, we'll donate a lot of the, the ones that don't work for her to Animal Rescue. Nice, really nice. So while Holly may not be the biggest football fan, 
I'm not either, and I know you're not also, <laughs> but she wouldn't miss out on Super Bowl festivities because she's a smart girl. So when she was invited to the Budweiser kickoff party, a girl has to do what a girl has to do, right? You know, sometimes right. fame, hurt, fame hurts sometimes. What's it like behind the scenes at one of these? This one was so much fun and just so crazy. So the I don't know if other if people saw the Budweiser Super Bowl commercial this year, but it featured a dog. And so that was really the impetus for them putting together a party of dogs as like a pre-Super Bowl commercial launch. And nice. it was a blast. There were tons of dogs and humans there and, of course, free beer. <laughs> they set up an activity area for the dogs with several photo stations, including some wooden crates with the Budweiser logo on it that you could either put the dogs on top of or that actually opened up so you could put the dogs into them. And a wind machine, which was one of the pivotal pieces in their commercial. So it was for, you know, for the dogs to be able to kind of emulate the experience of the commercial itself. And they gave That's out hilarious. lots of, you know, yeah, lots of, you know, toys and treats and, and, of course, as I said, free beer. Did Holly do the wind machine? Holly did do the wind machine. I don't know that I have a video of it, but I've got a photograph of her with four or five other dogs all sitting within the Budweiser boxes. Aww. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to see photos of Holly at various events and various poses and various outfits on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site. We are going to take a short break from our sponsor, but don't go away. When we come back, we'll find out Holly's favorite fashion brands, stories about her top New York City faces and places, and that fashion launch at Bloomingdale's where she trotted off with something that I want. For me. So <laughs> refresh that beverage, get cozy, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back. Right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. If you've just joined, you're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young. We're talking today to Instagram rising star Holly Golightly and her mom, Nina Rappaport about Holly's fast-paced and very fabulous life in New York City. Now, Nina, one of my absolute favorite, favorite fashion icons is Iris Apfel. And for those of you listening who might not know her, Iris is amazing. She's a 97-year-old costume jewelry collector, aficionado. A documentary film was made about Iris. She released a book last year. 
She is literally revered and adored by millions around the world for her quirky, fashion-forward style, those, you know, layers and layers and layers of jewelry that she made famous that she wears at one time. And also her very fashion-forward style, those large, round black glasses that she's always in, and really her sheer will and energy at her age. She's unbelievable. Now, Holly met Iris. I'm so jealous. Nina, tell us about it. Where did you meet her and what was she like? Gosh, Iris. I mean, she is just absolutely amazing. And as you said, not just her style, but her spirit. Yes. Um, She's had a long relationship with Bergdorf Goodman, and they launched a special collection of Iris-inspired clothing and jewelry. So you also mentioned that she had recently released a book, and they were doing a book signing at Bergdorf's of her book, Accidental Icon. Iris is absolutely lovely. There was a long line of people waiting to to meet her. She spoke to each person. She asked their name. She posed for a photo. And when she got to Holly, she took one look at her, petted her on the head, and said, Hello, pup. (laughs) How charming is that? I love it. It's just adorable. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been really fun. I saw a couple of those photos that you sent me and I was like, wow, I wish, you know, these are the times when I really, really miss not living in New York because, you know, we would have been there together with Sophie and Holly for that thing. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we miss not having you here. Got you guys here too. I miss miss you guys. I know I'm going to cry. We can't do that. Um, We can't do that. No. Okay. So. Now, Holly, we know she's on the cutting edge of fashion, and she's in the fashion capital or a fashion capital of the world. Her favorite brands are probably brands we've never heard of. So fill us in because we'd like to know what doggy designers get Holly's tail wagging and why. Wow. I mean, it's there are so many great brands out there. It's hard to choose just a few. So in general, what I like is high-quality pet clothing and apparel that reflects current human fashion trends. So some of my favorites are an L.A.-based brand called the Maxbone. Uh-huh. They have a location in New York City. They're also available in Anthropology and at Nordstrom's, I think, uh, as well as online. And they're a California style, so they do great sweaters, sweatshirts, tops, collars, and leashes, really adorable pieces. Roger Riri, which I mentioned earlier, also based in California but in San Francisco, they do an adorable array of clothing and apparel that's a little bit more feminine, and we buy from them online. There's an Australian company called Eye of the Dog, and their clothing is really cool. Faux leather, faux fur, colored faux fur, and mesh nice. are just some of the materials they work with. Um, nice. you talk about being fashion forward. They are just really out there. They're also available online. I have to check them out for sure. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, their yeah. stuff is really cool. You would really love it. Two more brands out of Korea. One is called Dentist Appointment. Interesting name, right? That's a good name, yeah. Super cute variety of clothing, and we get them either through Shop Dog & Co. here in New York City or online or an online company called Sir Dogwood, which has a great curated collection of a lot of Korean brands. The other Korean brand that's newer that we really love is called Toto & Roy. 
they have an amazing collection of coats and tops and dresses, all inspired by human fashion trends. The quality is incredible, and the prices are really reasonable for this level of quality. And you've seen lots of the pieces in Holly's Instagram feed. That's really good to hear about, you know, them not being ridiculously expensive because oftentimes, you know, you want to buy something that's beautiful and, you know, the the hefty price tag comes with it. So it's good to have some choice when you want something stylish, you want something a little edgy or something that's, you know, very fashion forward and it doesn't break the bank. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the Hamptons, we can't talk about New York without talking about the Hamptons, because what New York City model doesn't get out to the Hamptons in the summer? They all do. And Holly's no different, right? She loves the beach. Right. I know mom loves the beach, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. You guys have made many friends out on the island. There was an event that I remember you told me about and you sent me pictures of. And of course, I saw pictures on Instagram too. Before her very, very sad, untimely passing, uh, may she rest in peace. One of Instagram's biggest dog stars named Toast of Toast Meets World and her mom, Katie, who we've actually interviewed on this show, had a very posh event at the Topping Rose Hotel in Bridgehampton that looked really, really beautiful. And of course, Holly and mom were there. Tell us what it was like there behind the scenes. You know, this particular event was an end of summer pool party fundraiser. And Topping Rose is an exquisite five-star hotel in Bridgehampton in an old mansion. It's just a gorgeous setting. That day, I remember so clearly because it was very, very hot. And everybody was in the pool, including the dogs. So um, (laughs) they were very generous about letting everybody into the pool, literally. They were probably Um, getting their teeth behind closed doors, but, you know, (laughs) it was was probably a good opportunity for them. It was fun. It was really fun. Ashley Roberts, who is formerly of the Pussycat Dolls, was there with her dog, Cooper, um, a Maltese, and they were actually filming a segment for a um, travel and lifestyle TV program called First Look. There were floats in the pool. The dogs were floating. The humans were floating. Everybody was just having fun in the sun. And even better, the proceeds from the event were going to the New York Animal League, which is based out on Long Island. Oh, that's great. I'm familiar with them. They're wonderful. They do great work. They do. Yeah, yeah. And Holly does go to, you know, a bunch of events that end up giving back to shelters and rescues. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the most enjoyable events that we've been to are those that give back because you feel like, you know, you're not only there to have a good time, but you're also there to make a difference in other animals' lives. Nice. Very nice. Remember I mentioned that there was a Bloomingdale's event where Holly trotted off with something that I want for my wardrobe? Well, Uh we're at that point in the program. It's a cool denim brand. And you got to tell us about what she got, what it was about. Phil. Okay. So, yes, you definitely want this jacket. So, as you mentioned, DL 1961 is a New York-based denim brand for humans. And they designed a short-sleeve denim dog jacket, which is now being carried at Bloomingdale. So, this particular event was the launch party for the jacket, and they were offering monogramming on site on the jacket. So, of course, I had Holly's name put on the jacket. 
I was, yeah, it was interesting because I was chatting with the marketing team and they told me that the jacket started as a passion project for the head of sales. They didn't, you know, just decide that they were going to add dog clothing to their line. It was just like, hey, you know, I really want to make a, a dog jacket and they started selling really well and now they're in Bloomingdale's. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Well, you know, we know dog parents want to buy for their babies and, if the brand was an edgy brand already for humans, it sounds like it was a really good idea. This is what being like a dog parent or a dog lover does. Good marketing. Yeah, yeah very good marketing. <laughs> yeah. So you and I and Holly and Sophie visited, went to, had our regular haunts in a lot of places around the city. And a couple of them are some of Holly's favorites. Tell us the places that she loves to hang out. And why? Because a lot of people listening, you know, maybe they visit New York, maybe they don't get to visit New York. And it would be fun to sort of hear a little bit about some of these, some iconic and some just really cool places. Sure. So, you know, in the winter, because it's cold here, we tend to gravitate towards some indoor places. And what we found is that the lobby or the lounge area of a dog-friendly hotel is a great place to just, you know, sit and chat with friends, meet some new dogs, relax, and, of course, you know, get a little extra attention from the hotel staff and guests who just like to come by and say hi to the pups. <laughs> some of our favorites are the public, which is Ian Traeger's new newish hotel down on the Lower East Side, the Crosby, which has been there for a number of years, and they actually have a theater downstairs that I know has hosted some private events, including the launch of some dog-friendly films. The Soho Grand, which has a nice little cafe area, and as long as the dogs stay on the floor, they're happy to serve food. But of course, our go-to hotel is the Highline Hotel, where yeah. you and I spent a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. The Especially in the area, nice weather. You know, you've got that whole outdoor area, which is really nice and easy and chill, and it's set back from the street, which is nice. Absolutely. So the indoor area is, you know, velvet couches, and they've got a lot of vintage touches, like some old-fashioned typewriters, which, of course, are just great props for photos. And then, as you mentioned, both the front and the back courtyard, which, you know, in New York City, you want to get away from the traffic noise that are set off the street a little bit, are great places to hang out. When the weather's warm, especially in the front, they have outdoor dining. And I've taken so many pictures there at this point that they've actually asked me to partner with them on a number of occasions. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. They actually approached me about one of Holly's photos that they wanted to use to announce, of all things, their new data privacy policy. So, you know, sometimes you take a picture and you never know how it's going to end up being used in the future. Exactly. That's so fun. My goodness. Yeah. You see, this is what happens when you're in New York. You know, you have these opportunities and people want to partner these days because it helps everybody. It benefits everyone. So, all right. Great. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, I called you a momager a little early on, and it was said with the utmost love and respect. But being a momager of a child star isn't easy. What is it like being sort of a momager of a dog? You know, it's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of fun. So, you know, from a business perspective, there are proposals and contracts like any other business. If it's an Instagram project to post, then you are, unless you've hired somebody, you are the photographer versus going to a shoot where, you know, you need to just show up on set. 
There are also opportunities for that, for commercials, for TV shows. Most of those tend to come through agencies. I'm not allowed to share the specifics, but Holly did do a, a shoot for a web series last fall that was looking for a dog that could dance. I remember um, that video. Yeah. For the TV commercial work, you know, the dogs need to be able to not only sit and stay, but often they like dogs that can do something else, like bark on command or, you know, as Holly can do uh, to to dance. But it's competitive. So, you know, it's a fun business to be in, but it is a business. Absolutely. As we know, I mean, look at, there's a woman named Lonnie. I can't remember her last name at the moment, but she literally, she had a dog also on timely death, Chloe, the mini Frenchie. Some of you may have heard of Chloe from Instagram, big Instagram star. She started a dog agency where she is, uh, she is an agent. And she's got a lot of dog stars who she represents and she gets some opportunities on TV and photo shoots and et cetera. So it absolutely has grown and is growing into very much of a legitimate big business. Any other fun stories that you want to share with us about Holly and her experiences in the Big Apple? Oh, yeah, a couple. So New York has recently gotten two dog-friendly cafes. One is Boris and Horton. That was the first one. It's down in the East Village. It's only been open for a little bit over a year, but that's become so popular that it's actually expanded and doubled in space. Wow. So, yeah, exactly. Dogs are allowed to walk around off-leash, and they've also got a curated collection of clothing and treats and dogs and toys the toys and stuff for, for the dogs. It's become a popular destination for meetup groups, and in fact, Dogs of Instagram, which is a huge account, mm-hmm. uh, has an apparel company called Lucy & Co., which is based in Minneapolis, and they've done a couple of events there in the last few months. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you remember the Netflix series called Dogs? Of course. So portions of the adoption episode, which I think was called something like Second Chances, was filmed at Boris and Horton. Okay, then I've seen it. I've seen the inside of it. Yeah, and it's bigger than than when they filmed it. Yeah. Um, There's another dog-friendly cafe that just opened up in the last few months all the way uptown in Washington Heights called Cafe Bark. We haven't been there, but it looks super cute. And then, of course, there are all the outside adventures, and, and you and I and the girls shared many of these, just going to Madison Square Park and hanging out on the bench, Absolutely. chatting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And then, of course, there's the Shake Shack there. Yes. Which has, yeah, <laughs> lots of outdoor tables yes. and heating lamps and French mm-hmm. fries mm-hmm. and a Puccini, which is a dog-friendly ice cream. Oh, fun. That wasn't there when I was there. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, there are all the other parks and stuff. Hudson River Park is one of our favorite ones mm-hmm. because it's just so open and huge and along the water. And, you know, you're in the city, but you have that sort of somewhat away from the city feeling. And then, of course, there's always Central Park. And that's just got some great places to explore and beautiful photo opportunities like Bow Bridge and Bethesda Fountain and, you know, the Roebuck Pond, all of which are classics and all of which we've taken advantage of several times over yeah. you know, a variety of different seasons. Yeah, absolutely. You guys should be taking notes for when you come and visit New York. There's so many wonderful places to visit, as I'm sure you know. But uh, if you happen to be coming with your pup, this is perfect. Where can people follow Holly's adventures, Nina? Well, Holly is on Instagram. She's Holly Happy Havanese on Instagram. And she's also on Facebook, Holly Happy Havanese. 
That's great. We wish you continued success. You guys are doing amazing. Again, you can see adorable pictures of Holly in various places, in various outfits on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site. Thank you so much, Nina, for sharing your time with us and your stories about Holly. Thank Dab. you so much for having us. It was just such a pleasure, Jody. you know, chatting with you about our adventures and our adventures together with the girls. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I missed you. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I know. But that's a whole other conversation. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Mark Winter, our producer. Mark, you make us sound so good. We love you for that. My passion is living stylishly and animal rescue. So tune in next time to discover the designers, home decor, styles, and rescue stories I love. And don't forget to visit me at BarkAndSwagger.com, where you'll find great fashion, shelter stories, and more. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, Bark and Swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.